God bless you. This is another Transparent Tuesday. I'm Willie G. Berry, and I want to say again, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, last podcast was with my apostle, Anthony Wilson, and we dug in there like swimwear, and this podcast is going to be nothing short of amazing. I got a real, real tight bro of mine, my my fam. I'm not going to give it to you exactly who it is quite yet. Got to tune in. I definitely got a treat for you. So I really want you to tune in wherever you may be doing, whether you're driving, whether you're brushing your teeth, whether you're getting ready for the day. I want you to take your time to listen in to what God is saying in the midst of this conversation. So today we're going to be talking about Meism, but the last installment of how it contaminates our relationships. We talked about meism, what it is, talked about meism in prayer life. We talked about meism and how it affects how you see the word. And lastly, we're going to talk about relationships. But before we get into it, here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another Transparent Tuesday. And like I said, I got a treat. So without further ado, I want to introduce to the listener. This is my bro. I've only known him about a year and a half. Man, again, it feels like I've known him all my life. Um, He's just an awesome brother. Awesome man of God. You know, um, my personal accountability. Not only that, a close friend, and also need to mention my pastor as well. <laughs> my fam, my brother, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to introduce you to my brother, Pastor Anthony Robinson. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be here finally with you, bro. As I guess you know, you guys got this thing rocking on Anchor and uh, podcast, bro. I'm super excited um, that you're doing it. You know, Pastor Anthony's been doing it a while, but you. You, you look like you're doing it too. It looks like it sounds good, man. Oh, man, appreciate so it. So I'm definitely honored to be here. Super, super excited. So, yeah. Amen. Praise God, man. Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely happy to have you. Um, so, you know, just for the listener, I mean, of course, you're you my boy. You feel me? But I'd like the, the listener to know, you know, all the stuff that you got going on. TC and, sure. you know, yeah, so please. Um, so I have um, a couple things I'm doing on social media, but the main thing I'm being known for right now is my gaming. Um, under TCL Gaming, you can find me on Facebook. I stream pretty much every day. I also do have a uh, more gospel-centered channel um, centered on just really life application stuff, which is TC Lifestyle, which is also on Facebook. Because of my stuff, I'm going to be uploading there more. Um, but yeah, TCL Gaming is where I'm at right now. I'm doing gaming. And I'm reaching the gamers through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we do Bible studies on Sunday. We play a lot of games and have fun. <laughs> yeah. A lot of rage moments with these hard <laughs> games. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, just really, the, my brand is really about uplifting Christ through gaming. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm pretty much doing. Absolutely. I definitely wanted to get that in. Please, anybody that's really a hardcore gamer, I mean, for, from somebody who is not even deep, as deep in gaming, who just likes coming in and supporting bro, whatever the case may be. But if you are that person, man, he is going out there. He's ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's having one-on-one encounters just by being himself and conducting himself accordingly. So I really wanted you guys, if you're interested, please tune in to TCL Gaming because there's a lot of good stuff going on in his way, man. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, without further ado, we're going to jump right in there, man. So, talking about me-ism and how it contaminates our relationships. Yikes. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it, we're just going to pull no punches here. So, uh, you know, the first thing I was really, really seeing and kind of just praying and asking God and just seeking his direction in it. And, you know, I think it would be a best thing to start off by defining what relationships are. So I'm going to ask you, bro, uh, what is a relationship and what is the purpose of a relationship? Well, there's a whole bunch of functions of relationships. Um, you got relationships between man and woman which is um, could be marriage, which could be attraction. Um, you got relationships between your friends, um, you know, close friends like me and you, yes. you know, brothers. You got brothers and sisters. Relationships are all over the world, pretty much all over, um, not to say all over the place, but you have relationship where you want to or not. Even the people you don't like, you have relationship with them. Mm. Um, some of the Bay, I remember me and Apostle, the first lady were flirting with this. But even the people you don't know, in a sense, you kind of have a relationship with them, too. Um, because the relationship is, I actually don't know you. So, it, it depends <laughs> on how deep you get. So, it, yeah, but for the most part, relationships are things that we have as human beings. And I think it was God's design for it to be that way. I think God mm. never designed for in any capacity for us to be alone. So relationships are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we're talking about meism mm-hmm. because relationships do take two people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, I know Willie got some stuff that he's mm-hmm. going to drop on you guys and we're going to talk a little bit more. But um, yeah, relationships, I think, were definitely created by God. And I definitely believe there are places you just naturally have them. Now, how you manage these relationships and what God wants you to do with them is a whole different question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Let's let's go right in that then. Let's go right in there. How you manage your relationships and the purpose of this. Go ahead. I think the first scripture that's coming to my mind is to love the Lord God with your whole heart. So, um, and forgive me. This is a big, big forgive me. Um, Your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So, God is relational. Mm -hmm. So, he died so he could have relationship with you. Come on. And so with him dying to have a relationship with you, therefore he establishes what relationships are. Mm. So therefore any relationship that you have, you have to go to the the originator, the creator of relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's so awesome is yeah, that yeah. you even see relationship between God and the Godhead. Okay. And so relationships all over the Bible. Mm. You have dramatic relationships, you have abusive relationships, you have all types of relationships in the Bible. But most most amazingly, you have a redemptive relationship, and that's what we have with Jesus Christ. He gave his life so he could redeem us and save us so we could be with him forever. And so I think this guy is definitely an expert on relationship. And so I think we have to ask Jesus what these relationships are in our life and how does he want us to take care of them because another which just comes to my head is us being a good steward mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to be faithful with little be ruler over many so mm-hmm. if you are kind of unfaithful with the relationships that are in your life the ones even you don't like the mm-hmm. minuscule ones right mm-hmm. then actually how can we have better opportunities with other relationships and I might even talk about opposite sex let's talk about overall mm-hmm. you know relationships happen there's so many things that come out of them there's connection there's mm-hmm. um, relationship there's accountability mm-hmm. you know but we have to ask God what is the attention of the relationship and what does he what's our role in the relationship that he wants us to have in it. Mm. And usually the main role God's going to have you in a relationship with anybody, whereas man or woman or a friend, is God wants you to, um, if you're a believer, you're a Christian, he wants you to impart Christ into them. Mm. So he wants you to connect them into a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so. that, that's good. <laughs> that was good, man. We, we, we 
digging already in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting two feet in, two feet in. So, you know, I was just really meditating on what you're saying, right? About relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, being honest and just, again, being transparent, realistically, when we're thinking about relationships, we're really only thinking about how it benefits ourselves. Yes. So if it only benefits ourselves and we're coming just from a literal natural standpoint, Christ is the center, but just on a human standpoint from somebody that's listening to this, they're going to just think, how can I have a relationship with somebody? One, I don't know. And two, I don't like. So how do we come to a place where we're able to connect to Christ and come to a place where we're like, okay, um, a stranger, how do I have a relationship with you if I don't know you? And especially if I don't like you. (laughs) So I think um, it's just natural. There's going to be people that rub you the right way. People that rub you the wrong way. Uh, The only problem is, is what does God say about it? So there's people at your job. So we'll just choose an arena. Let's say work, right? There's always going to be people at your work that you're not going to get along with. How lovely it will be if you get along with everyone at work? That might be a beautiful thing, right? Man. But truth is, someone's going to rub you the wrong way. True. Even in that, you still have to ask God, what's your responsibility? Because Jesus had enemies, but he never pulled his. Uh, he had enemies, but he never pulled his relationship away from his enemies. Mm. Don't believe me? Go look at the Bible and his relationship with the Pharisees. Come on. And see, we think we define relationship as the positive things, mm-hmm. but Jesus actually had a relationship with the Pharisees. He talked that. to them quite often, actually. Mm, now, when he talked to them, they had disputes. They didn't, they didn't like what Jesus was saying. <laughs> but nonetheless, right. Jesus never pulled away his answer, his conversation, his conduct, um, his words away from them. He answered them. Mm-hmm. So even in that, Jesus is showing us that have conversations with people who do not like us, who disagree with us, who definitely want to kill us. And his answer is be around them. And see, and, and see right there, that, that right there, again, it's like, this could, you telling me somebody I don't like, somebody I don't, yeah, actually, you know, the word actually says very clearly in Christ, love your enemies. Favorite quote, and I don't know who it is, but it's on the Flame CD, mm. is, what's the benefit of having relationships with people who always agree with you? Mm. You need to have friendships with people who are going to challenge you mm. and disagree with you. And I'm going to play, I don't, use the, I don't like using this word, but quote unquote, devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody in this culture right now, what are we living in? Cancel culture. Right. We're, we're living in a culture where if, if it's something that I don't accept, something that doesn't go along with my agenda and my motive, I have the right to quote unquote, mute you. Mm. have absolutely nothing to do with you and discard you and it's it's disturbing because if you're only kicking around people that you want to say yes in your corner you're only looking out for your own benefit yes i think the problem with the beautiful thing about this culture is you kind of got people who are very sensitive I know usually we talk about this using a negative light, but it's good. It's good to be insistent about injustice. It's good to be insistent about um, things that are not correct. Beautiful thing. I think it's one of the beautiful things about Absolutely. this generation is Absolutely. that this is a generation that does not tolerate um, foolery. However, the problem is also with being sensitive and not tolerate foolery, you don't also want to, um, you, you lose um, beautiful core abilities like long suffering. You lose the ability to um, to actually uh, get a point, a different point of view, because if you don't like something, just counsel it. Mm-hmm. 
and that's not a right thing it's good to be sensitive on something and say hey i actually think that's wrong but it's another thing to also say well okay now how do we come together so i can understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. not get rid of you because that doesn't fix anything and and you know the, another thing I, I like that you said that too because realistically if you're only looking for people that think like you you're gonna miss out on the big picture right you know what i mean so like even in a natural aspect like in a business point you're gonna need other people with different aspects with different tools and gifts and talents in order to fulfill whatever the mission vision passion and purpose of that facility and establishment is right right and i think that's a real key component and i definitely agree 100 percent and just retracking real quick about enemies loving your enemies right yep one thing that i really really saw it was a significant discovery and i actually just saw it today on a facebook post i'm not going to say the the person's name you know because i don't want to put you know their business out there but it had something to do with jesus and saying you know what if jesus can get on his knees and wash judas's feet mm-hmm. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. no excuse scandalous scandalous <laughs> for all you new listeners that's you'll probably hear me say that a lot <laughs> while i'm talking about the bible and those are one of those scandalous moments jesus was was set to betray jesus and that was going to set jesus up mm. to ultimately be at the cross mm. and still knowing that he let him also break bread with him because mm. we can't forget he didn't watch he didn't, not only did he wash his feet mm. but he broke bread with him and he was his treasurer yeah so you would think the guy that you know, because he knew, was going to betray him, that he's not going to keep around. But what we see out of that is, and, and I don't want to make this about meism, but I, I, I think there is a certain thing that Jesus is showing us, that even the people who mean us harm can still catapult us into where God wants us to be. And so I think we still have to understand that yeah if you're no better than jesus there's gonna be people around you that are actually plotting your demise and just like jesus to be like him your response has to be can i wash your feet and it's funny because i mean if you think about it a lot of us will be like i ain't washing his feet and i'm about to call you out (laughs) yeah (laughs) but jesus wait all the way to the end say okay I'm, now I'm exposed to this mm-hmm. you know and it shows a certain type of self control um, people debate that Jesus um, that Jesus was necessary for Jesus uh, ascension unto the cross mm-hmm. and I, I'm not going to say I disagree with that but I think there's a deeper lesson behind that mm-hmm. that Jesus relationship negates our right for unforgiveness so Jesus' relationship with Christ mm-hmm. negates our our biases, negates mm-hmm. all of our fears that we get to run around with and say, I'm not going to do, because he knew all this. Man. And he never changed. He treated Jesus just the way he treated the other apostles. Mm-hmm. You even think, knowing this, Jesus would treat him differently. Jeez. I mean, you talk about the feeding of the 5,000, Judas, you don't get no bread, no fish. Mm-hmm. He still let him witness that. He still let him eat at the table. Still broke bread with him. Still washed his feet. Still taught him. (laughs) And so it teaches us to deal with people that one day might betray us. To still preach the gospel to them. To still show love and kindness to them. And still let them be around us. So I'm going to pull an apostle. 
I'm gonna pull an apostle and a pastor Anthony Robinson. First, I'm gonna slow it down. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I'm gonna say that's scandalous. <laughs> and then lastly, I'm gonna play the part and say, you're telling me that if somebody betrays me, I need to treat them as if their family still despite of their decisions. I, I think the scandal is yes. Um, because Jesus sets this bar. Now, I'm not condoning abuse. Amen. You know, and so if, if someone's dangerous, you know, and they leave them, stay away. Um, legal situations, you, mm-hmm. you got to abide by the law. Come on. But Come it, on. it does challenge your thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, when you read that and you look at it, slow it down, right? You're like, God, you knew. Mm-hmm. And with you knowing, you never said kick rocks. Mm-hmm. You, you... You don't do what we do in 2020 mm. and say, you know, new friends. We, you don't. No new friends. You, you, you don't do. You ain't part of my squad. You out. You know, we, mm-hmm. he didn't do none of that. Only the family. <laughs> right. right. You know, Jesus, you have to well, do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I don't cuss. But you know, right, right, right. You know, right. but the, he didn't do none of that. Like, I have one. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't do none of that. Mm. He, he was so laser focused on God. That Judas' betrayal didn't change his character. Okay. <laughs> and and that. that's what I would take out of this. Is that betrayal in relationships should change your focus. Mm. And that's why I get when I see Judas and Jesus' reaction. That no matter what Judas did, Jesus was true. He was loving. Mm. He taught. Mm. And he still went to the cross. Mm. Man. So, yeah. My God. <laughs> My God. Wow. What can somebody do to grab onto that kind of characteristic? Because I know there's people listening like, I don't feel like I can ever attain that. And I have a desire to want to be like that. But I feel like it keeps on happening to me. And I just want to resort to doing what I already know how to do. And truthfully, I, I sympathize with you. I'm a person that doesn't trust easy and me and Willie have this conversation a lot oh yeah trust is different from forgiveness mm-hmm. now you will see if you look closely and you know looking at the word reason why Judas couldn't surprise Jesus because he did know mm-hmm. unless you catch that in the parking lot mm-hmm. so Jesus wasn't surprised because he knew what Jesus, Judas was going to do he already knew it was in his and heart. so what can you do? Well, I think you gotta, and I didn't know we were gonna go this route, but you kinda gotta be ready for offenses. You gotta know the best people in your life are probably gonna do something shady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. prepare for the offenses, just like you're shady sometimes. And that is the <laughs> biggest part, and I'm glad you went there because that's actually where I wanted to go. And if you're listening, actually crack open Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It talks about bearing one another's burdens. Yes. And really, really considering yourself if somebody's caught in a trespass or a fault. Mm-hmm. And consider yourself yes. operating in the spirit of gentleness. Because that very thing that a person does is the very thing that you can fall into. You're not exempt. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I really feel like a lot of times, and, and it's true, that we treat people and we come across very judgmental, very condescending, like I'm up here and you're down there somehow. Yes. And I think that's the first, if you would, barrier or the ex- 
exposing of me and something in relationships is that people have to be on my terms my way and if they don't then they're insignificant and they have no use in my life and this culture is big on it man because our culture is so transactional not um, loving transformation and not transformational thank you and transformational relationships is saying I'm going to let you make mistakes I'm going to let you disagree because loving you is more important than me being right so the love of God that flows through me can flow through you and possibly transform you and bring you closer to God but that means I have to die and so a lot of relationships on any scale don't make it because some form somewhere there's rare cases. There's 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 some relationships that you have to depart from. I'll throw a couple out there, like things like murder, things like um, heavy things like rape. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be hard for you to have a relationship. Right, right. With that person, and what I mean by relationship is connection. Let's just go ahead and say connection. Okay. You because go. you're not gonna connect with that person because they violate you in some form, yeah. but the relationship is still a relationship. Yeah. And so. Even if the relationship is, this person is not good for me. I can't connect with this person because this person did this. And like I said, these are rare cases. But usually what we see is people disconnect with people over the most trivial things. And if you really slow down, we look for more reasons to disconnect than to stay connected. And I think... This is what Jesus is telling us in Galatians to consider ourselves. And we consider ourselves, if you're if you're a Christian, you have to consider how you and God are. When you sin, God doesn't disconnect. But now here now here's the thing. In American churches, we are we are taught that when we mess up, God disconnects. Sheesh. And so we kinda uh, gotta go back to your relationship with God now. Again, and say, well, wait, just because you mess up, God doesn't change. Mm. He's consistent. Mm. Oh, Hebrews. Uh huh. You uh. know, <laughs> oh, yes. We have an intercessor uh. that ever mm. lives, making mm. intercession. Always. Always on our behalf. That's that Hebrews 13. Look it up. Good stuff. Mm. Really good stuff. Mm. We, we, we were, we were oh. oh, having a good time with that. <laughs> reason why he ever intercedes is because it's not even about you it's about him it's about his promise mm, mm, mm. so and then we go to Romans 8 come, come on where there's nothing that, that can separate, separate us separate Paul said I'm convinced I'm, con- I'm convinced and so you have to go back to your relationship with God so if your thinking is God disconnects from me while I make mistakes and of course all your human relationships come on are gonna carry the same weight so when people do you wrong, you disconnect because mm-hmm. you feel like they need to be punished because yeah. you feel like you need to be punished mm-hmm. or you punish yourself. So you withdraw from people because mm-hmm. you feel like you made mistakes. Ugh. And what if we actually believe what God said? There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so since there's nothing to separate me from the love of God, I want to be like my father. Mm-hmm. My, my, grow, my goal in life is to be more like him. I'm going to apply this with my friends, with my family, mm-hmm. and with any relationship that comes in my path. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to let nothing 
separate us because nothing separates me from God. And ooh, you talking real good right now, bro. And you know, I think it also boils down to to a sense of entitlement, right? Yes, yes. That, that, that entitlement where, okay, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Even today, we learned the difference between revenge and vengeance. Oh, first lady killed that. And Shout out to first lady Tyler. Yes. Our um, prophet Tyler Wilson. Oh, yes. Yes. My God. How revenge, we're just like, okay, we take the place of God. We take matters into our own hands to make things happen for our benefit. Yes. For our sake. But vengeance is submitting unto the will of God. Knowing that he has the end results worked out for his good because all things, come on, Romans, come on, all, things. all things, and we know right. all things work mm. together for good to those yes. who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. So if you are the called and if you are if you are submitted and you love God, everything's gonna work out, even if it doesn't look good, feel good, or even sound good. Now watch if we had that same mortality with our relationships. What if we quit throwing people away because we see that God's purpose mm. for them in our life? Mm. And I'm not talking about this paid purpose that we came with. God, I know, I know the people, I know what we taught in the church. Mm-hmm. I grew up in this culture where they said, oh, that person was just there for a season or a lifetime. And I'm not totally dismissing that. But I think we have learned to make that a norm. And that's a new language for this person has no use for my life anymore. <laughs> what happens if I actually long suffer and say, well, God, actually, it's the purpose what this person accomplished. Mm. Uh, well, I tell a lot of my friends, and Willie's even heard this. I said, the only way we're not going to be friends no more is if you leave. Facts. Because Facts. since God doesn't leave me, I don't get to leave you. Now, if you disconnect from me, mm-hmm. I can't do nothing about that. Mm. Just like if you disconnect from God, God's not going to force you. His word is still true. He's like, I'm still true. I haven't changed. He doesn't change. So you're forgiven. <laughs> now, if you don't feel like you received the forgiveness I've given you, you need to be your own martyr and your own savior. Mm. Then I, I can't stop you for one to believe that. Come on. You know, and so, yeah, we, I, I don't, I don't force people to stay because God's not forceful, but I don't, I don't ever remove my relationship. I'll never remove my connection from the person. Mm-hmm. And, that's how it should be with our relationships with anybody. That's why you'll see so many divorces because people think they're divorcing the person. They don't think they're divorcing God. Because God is the one that put the union put together. The union together. A three-strand cord is not easily broken. I don't know what you're thinking about other people outside of marriage, but mm. the three-strand cord is you got in your wife. So if you mm. try to divide, because the Bible says, let no, what God put together, make no man separate. Come on. What happens if you're the person that's separating? Sheesh. So that means you're not just leaving the spouse, you're leaving God too. Leaving God. And what happens if we would slow down and say, you know what? Before I walk out with my wife, I better, I really better slow down and talk to God because I might be walking out with God. Let me consider myself. Right. It, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Because it's, we don't think that way. We think, Man. It, you know, I, I use my wife as an example, you know. Well, I leave, well, I'm at Ariel. I leave Ariel. I'm leaving Ariel. No, you're leaving God. Sheesh. No, I'm leaving Ar- No, you're leaving God. Sheesh. What no man, what God put together, may no man separate. So you're not just breaking the core, the one strand core, you're breaking his core. And I, I, you know, I didn't know I was going to talk about marriage a little bit, but those are one of the things where we don't slow down and say, well, God, really, this is about you. 
There's so many friendships people end. Because you don't stop and say, well, God, actually, why is this? This person has a purpose in my life. Mm. And even if the purpose, and we say it's so minuscule, is to just share the gospel. We have the commonality of Jesus Christ in our life. Mm. I can't just walk away from this person. Because mm. God never walked away on me. Exactly. Mm. Jesus. Jesus. And so, that's why I said relationship, you're in the means of, could be scandalous for people. Because we're taught to run from everything and throw away from anything that I, I don't, I don't want to like. That makes me feel hurt. That, um, that, that they don't look like the way I look. Man. And what we're doing is we're creating a generation of shallow, hollow, no purpose driven relationships. Wow. That was a wholesome piece chew on you know our, our apostle he always says uh how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time <laughs> <laughs> and those that's 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 a whole elephant on your plate right there and you really gotta cut it up and really chew on that so let's hear some scripture into it yeah um, yeah absolutely and willie's a, the scripture guru um let's talk about proverbs and I just, just what i'm thinking about is Friend, a friend offended. It's like a city. Let me, let me see. Mm, yeah, We're gonna yeah. chill a little bit, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you all good, and you all good. And while he's googling that, the first thing that comes to mind, and it's an immediate reflection, is humility. Because in all of this, you must adapt a mindset that is contrary to your own. You know, the, the word in, in Romans twelve one it talks about um. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable service. This apostle Paul speaking to the Roman church, exhorting them. And then he goes and he talks about um, not being conformed to the world, but being renewed or being uh, transformed, rather, by the renewing of your mind. And this this transforming, it's a daily process, you know, um, it really takes time every single day to be intentional, especially with the influences that are happening around that are like instantaneously always combating everything that God is saying in his word. And you having to be really, really intentional and missional about getting in and learning and soaking in into this newness of life and your newness of Christ because all these things are just not to your natural sense but it takes tapping in and being connected with the source so um yeah man we're gonna definitely incorporate this scripture about a a brother offended so I'm gonna let my bro right here my pastor my fam go ahead and read this scripture my man yeah I think you know there is a it's a struggle when you've been hurt. And so, you know, I, I, as I was sitting here, and I wanted to just be, you know, oh yeah, just do this. You know, what you, I am saying, you do need to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, not this um, counting betrayal or you being hurt. Absolutely. Um, because scripture does talk about that. You know, it says a brother offended is hard to win in a strong city. <laughs> God bless you. Sorry, guys. Look at this. Um, the strong city and contentions are like bars of a castle. So, when someone's hurt, it is kind of like, 
trying to break through for advice mm. it literally is it feels like it feels impossible yeah and the contentions do make it like feel like worse it feels like they're the bars mm. so it's like how do I get in and I think this is what this culture is kind of doing mm. we're building um strong cities mm. with bars mm. and the only way the seas gonna be broken is by God I mean and I love the scripture because it says God doesn't protect the city mm. <laughs> then you labor in vain mm. and so Christ is the only one that could break through these bars this is why in our relationships Jesus has to be not only the go-to, but he has to be the center. We you need to be asking God about how to have conversations with your friends, with your brothers and your sisters, um, with your spouses. I mean, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you know. God, how do I have these conversations? And I think it's also important too to understand what it actually does when we have contentions and strifes with other people. You know, the, the immediate one I just thought of was uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Yes. And then that, I think that's uh, verse 31. We're going to pull it up. Yeah, yeah, because... We're going to give you guys some work. Yeah. We, we, we talking good, but we're going to give you guys Ephesians Yeah, one. Ephesians 4. Uh-huh. Um, start at verse 28. Let's start at 28, because we want to get y'all some good work. Yeah, So, yeah. um, 28 says, let... Him who still, still no longer, mm-hmm. but rare let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give mm-hmm. him who is in need. Let no corrupt words proceed out your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification mm-hmm. that it may impart grace to the hearers mm-hmm. and not grieve, watch this part, and not grieve the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted this part, and forgiving one another as Christ, as even Christ, as even God, me, as even God in Christ forgave you. This right here is so if you if you're not taking notes. You Man. need to notate this scripture. Yeah. Because this thing is so loaded. Mm. So, we don't try to walk through all this. We know we don't got too much time, but let no corrupt word proceed out your mouth. Come on. Why haven't we just slow down and say, you know what? I'm I'm not going to talk about this person mm. who hurt me. A lot of people struggle with me because I'm not a gossip guy anymore. Mm. As a matter of fact, a lot of my friends know if you're probably going to gossip, I'm probably going to really, it's going to be really bad for you. <laughs> and what I mean is I'm not going to cuss you out. I'm just going to direct you to scripture for one. Two, I'm probably going to call the person. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you're bold enough to talk to me about it and you're bold enough to talk to the person. Come on. What's the point of vomiting and slamming the person when you just go tell the person? So a lot of people just like, I, I'm not going to even. Right, we ain't gonna go there. I'm not right. gonna go there. Uh, right. I'm just gonna go to someone else. This is why I think about let no corrupt word proceed out your mouth. Mm. Is that you are so cautious with your words mm-hmm. that you're like, you know what? I am. I'm not gonna say that 
because here's the rest of it because I want to edify that person what if we really took more time to not be corrupted with our speech and take a little bit more time to be a little bit edifying in our speech and also in addition to that applying what we even learned in last week too right and what we've been learning as far as scripture is concerned getting a concordance and actually looking into what does corrupt mean right what does edifying mean who who, who wrote that chapter who's he speaking to because again applying then and there and learning about then and there rather and what are these words saying who is speaking and why are they saying this what is god saying then and there and then lastly coming to the conclusion of saying okay all right this is how you correctly apply it to here and now so you know i I just really see that as being a very very essential in general um so this is what we're gonna do um feeling led right now to really seal the deal because again we put a whole entire elephant right there on that plate oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's so much and we didn't even get to everything we, we didn't even get to everything and man we might mess around and have to do even a part two or something I, I, i'm totally down you know right if you know if you got some time for me yeah you definitely will to swing by again you know yeah definitely but this is what we're gonna do um in closing uh bro bro pastor um you just pray for the listener I am. Uh, we'll probably pray. Uh-oh. Because, you know, me and Willie do this. Me and Apostle do this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The crap was really bothering me. Because first word. And um, I'm going to read out some of the Greek um, definitions for corrupt. And to give you guys a number, if you have a concordance, because it's how we do it. It's how we study. Um, 4550. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can type into your um, Bible hub. Mm-hmm. Or that's in the, at home. in the Greek, right? This is in the Greek. Yeah. And so... It says rotten, <laughs> putrid, Ugh. corrupted by one or no longer fit for use, mm. worn out, Ugh. a poor quality, oh. bad, unfit for use. I know that's a lot to do you guys so, before we get out of here. Yeah, but this is definitely <laughs> that's definitely the right note to end on because realistically. That is what your relationship is when you're operating in meism and how that contaminates right. your relationships. It's worthless. Worthless. Vain. Empty. If I had more time, we could edify. But that, that's something <laughs> that you guys do. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll come back on here and we'll yeah. say what edify is. But yeah, corrupt. Mm. We, we got to get rid of rotten stuff. Mm. We, we need to do some work in our relationship gardens that Christ has given us and remove the rotten stuff you gotta prune that tree before it get cast out and burn into the fire right you might have to get rid of it you might just have to just uproot it let's go man let's pray because we we, we <laughs> really we really do this all day we'll start looking at words but uh, in short um, i'm grateful to be thank you for having absolutely. me i'm here again man i have such an honor um i'll definitely pray over people um if you're here if you're listening um we're gonna do what we did today at church um god's the one who judges so you're like well how does this have to relationships well if we can deal with that as god who judges not us then maybe we can kind of give that responsibility back to god 
and really take what he really needs us to have, which is love, grace, and mercy in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And let make it less about us and more about the benefit of God and the benefit of others first. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I wish we would have touched on the nine. <gasps> we because have to, have to do that's another one. But Jeez. I want you to ask God to forgive you. And if you're listening to me and you know it's someone that you've been having a kind of tough relationship with, that God's nudging at your heart, because we didn't even get to the good part of this scripture in Ephesians 4. If Holy Spirit is grieved and you, you feel Holy Spirit is grieved in you, and someone comes up in your heart, I'm going to challenge you today to actually go to that person, give them a call. I know what COVID-19 is going on, it may not be hard to go, but give that person a call. Message that person. And make things right. So God, we just pray right now for your love and your grace that you give us, God. Lord, we thank you for being a relational God. God, you're so relational, Father God, that Lord, you show us through your Godhead, through the Trinity, Father God, you show us, Father God, through dying for us, God, that you, you God. want relationship. God, you show us in the beginning with Adam and Eve. And God, you show us even when Adam and Eve fell that you still were in a relationship. You show us with the children of Israel, Father God. Mm. You show us, Father God, um, in the book of, um, of Acts and, mm. and so forth, God, that you wanted relationship. That God, you use so many relational words like bride and groom and, mm. and friend and, yes. and brother. And Father God, yes, you use so many different words, beloved God, that you want relationship. Yes. And so God, we pray that we are sensitive to the relationships you place in our life because they're not our relationships, they're your relationships. Thank you, God. And God, we're stewards over those relationships. So God, mm. help us to put you first. Mm. And then, Father God, to put others above ourselves. Yes, God. And I know that might be hard for some people, God. Father God, help us understand that's not weakness. That's mm. the, in the, that the, you know, that doesn't mean not to take care of yourself. Mm. But Father God, it means that you're taking care of them, Father God. Because, God, if, if we give up ourselves, Father God, that means we're in you. So that means you'll take care of us. Yes. So, God, we don't have to worry about not being taken care of, God, because it's proven you'll take care of us. Yes. So help us to love our, our friends, our family, Father God, our husbands, our wives, our children, Father God, our, our friends, Father right. God, our, 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 our brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us yes. to love the way you love. Yes. And, God, we just thank you. We say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been real, guys. I want to say thank you very much again for tuning in. And, bro, you already know oh, my yeah. G. It's all good, fam. So, again, thank you very much. And this was Transparent Tuesday. God bless you.